God really awakened me and called me. He, um, uh, he during those two weeks, he, he really just showed me his truth. He showed me his, his, his reality. And he showed me his, his, his heart. He showed me that, I, that he does love me and that all of my desires and passions were all available in Jesus. Jared Dufrin is with us in the studio. Jared, welcome. <laughs> Thanks, Cody, man. I'm glad to be here. It's uh, it's pretty cool what you got set up, man. And I'm excited that uh, I get to be the first guest on your, your new podcast, man. Let's go. <laughs> and we've been wanting to do this a long time. And last year, Firestarters was this is the most successful year that we've had. And just especially that May retreat, we talked about how we're going into the final stages of like, come on guys, let's take the field. Let's yeah. pick up your, you know, the end game. Yeah. The end game theme. <laughs> but one of the things that you mentioned was how you spent a whole like year just abiding in the Lord and just, um, mm-hmm. how God just completely filled you up and how you were just completely satisfied. Yeah. And, um, can you share a little bit more about that? Cause I think a lot of people are like, you know, maybe you may be new to faith. You may mm-hmm. um, been been around church a while, but you may be trying to figure out. Well, you know, mm-hmm. I want to know how to actually have a relationship with Jesus, and not just mm-hmm. going through the motions. But how do you feel alive and feel that mm-hmm. awakening? I grew up in church, and um, I, you know, I knew it was important. I knew it mattered. I knew all those things what my parents were, were telling me and, and what the man behind the, you know, the microphone had to say, uh, I could tell it was important. Um, I really felt the, the draw of, of the Lord when I was early 13 years old. Um, I felt him just draw me in at, at, a, at a, a youth camp service I went to. And um, I would say that was a day, you know, that, that I, I responded for the first time with my heart, but I never, I never made it. There was never that, that real just awakening in my life, mainly because there was nobody really to, to show me, you know, what that looked like. And so for the next, you know, 12 years of my life, I, um, I certainly still, you know, I did things. I, you know, I was a, I was a weekly church goer and all that. And, you know, I, I went through that phase of my life, but it wasn't until 2004 when I was, um, I was going through a divorce at the time, very difficult time for me. And, um, I just, I just remember so vividly, like, it's kind of like I had the blue and the red pill, like, on the table during that time, Cody. Yeah, the Matrix. We yeah. talk a lot about, in the retreats, about different movies, yeah. uh, just to kind of, as a side note, and a lot of these themes, we use those movies to, to talk about different themes that guys relate to in their lives. Oh, absolutely. You know, Jesus spoke in parables, you know, because story is, is certainly how we understand life in so many ways. It's very relatable. That's why... When you go watch a, a film that really speaks to you, we were just watching, you know, the Avengers a minute ago here, just kind of in preparation. But you know, it was like when you watch a film that really speaks to you, it speaks to your your heart because you're wired for that. You know, that's why Jesus spoke in parables because you know he talked about how you you, you really can't understand any other way. And that was a thing for me. You know, I, I would go to to watch a film I loved. You know, all those years. Um, you know, and I would feel. 
that Ecclesiastes 3.11 inside of me, you know, the, the, the um, God has placed eternity inside of all of us, it says in that scripture. And I would feel that awaken inside of me, but I had no outlet for it. Mm-hmm. You know, I certainly didn't believe I could find that in, in faith. You know, Jesus was just, you know, the, 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 the nice, good-natured, you know, guy, you know, Mr. Rogers, right, with, the, with the, the lamb in his hand and the kids around him. And he was a great guy, and I know he died for me and all that, and I get it. But, you know, there was no, like, you know, here's the thing, right? So men, men, men don't follow, you know, um, they, don't, they don't follow titles. They follow courage. And, you know, that, and that's, of course, a, a line from, from Braveheart, which is one of our favorite films. And, and it's so true, right? Because for Jesus, I just saw him as a nice guy. He, he had a nice title. He was Savior. He was those things. And, and, and I saw, I understood that there was, there was an importance there. And I believed in what he did. But at the same time, I didn't really look at him as being courageous. And I didn't look at him as being really a man. You know, I, I just looked at him as a, as a representation of a God on a throne somewhere that was distant and far off, yeah. that had a bunch of regulations that I needed to follow so that I can go to heaven and not to hell. And so that was my view of God growing up. You know, I had some encounters with him, you know, through his Holy Spirit. Certainly I did. But I never made the connection between my passion inside of myself and, and Jesus, I never, I never connected those dots in any way. And so in 2004, when I was offered that blue and that red pill, going through a divorce, um, I remember I had, you know, some friends that were trying to like, hey man, you know, come find your, your, your faith, you know, during this time, come, come renew it. And, um, you know, and then I had friends in the other side of things right, who, who were like, hey, let's go, let's go hit the bar room up. You know, mm-hmm. you just need to go find another woman. You need to go, you know. Let's just go drink it, right? Uh, you know, to, to oblivion, and and um, it was it was kind of interesting because I had a friend during that time who was also going through a divorce, and I worked with him. Um, you know, and Cody, I remember so vividly um, getting a phone call from him, and this was kind of like the the moment of 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 the offering. I had started seeking God on my own, not really fully understanding yet what it meant to to be awakened, what it meant to to connect the dots between my passion, you know, and, and Christ. And so, but I was seeking it and I knew that I had done it my own way for a long time and it ended in right turmoil. So here, here's that day of, of the offer for me. I get a phone call from my friend who he's a nice guy and all, and I, and I love him. He's a great guy, but I get a phone call and he's just like, you know, and he makes that offer to me. Hey, what's going on, man? I said, oh, you know, just hanging out. He's like, man, let's, you know, man, I know you're going through a lot, but little bro, I'll tell you what I did. You know, I've been going to the, I'm going to hang out with my friends. We've been hitting up the bar and all that, like I, like I was just saying. And he says, man, it's, it's, it's great. You know, I got this girl I'm, I'm talking to already and all this stuff. And man, let's go, let's go. Right. And there was that offer. And I, and I, and I sat there, Cody, and I sat there and I thought about that, you know, that offer. And, and, um, just in that moment, I realized, and I guess God kind of just spoke to me a simple question. You know, and he's like, is that what you want? Really? Is that what you want? And I thought about it, Cody, like just for a moment. And I was like, no, it really is not. I know where it goes. I know where that leads, right? It's, it's yes, there's a lot of temporary fulfillment. Like you just, you said a little while ago, there's a lot of instant whatever. There's a lot of, but I said, God, there's something much deeper inside of me that right now during this time has to be answered. There's a much deeper question inside of me right now. And God, I know I'll never find that answer there. And so I, I, I took it straight to him, Cody. I, I remember leaving. 
I was leave, living in Louisiana then. I remember leaving and going to spend time in Georgia with my sister. And uh, man, I tell you, I, I'm looking out the window in the middle of nowhere, Alabama, thinking about all these deep things and deep places inside of myself and being willing to not, not stifle those questions. And that's such an important part, right, of, of us awaken, you know, awakening. We, 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 can't, we can't diminish and, 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 and bury those deep desires within us. Christianity on a surface appears to, to offer that, right? Kill your desires, be a good guy, go to church, pay your tithes, right? And, and that's it. Put food on the table if you're a husband, you know, or, 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 a, or a father. And that's the, that's the gist of, of Christianity. The, the party starts when you get to heaven, you know, it'll be exciting then. We talked about, um, you know, again, story speaks to our hearts, right? We talk about um, even in the, in the film, The Matrix, you know, that, that it, I remember, you know, towards the beginning, there's, there's a scene and, and um, you know, Morpheus is talking with Neo and, you know, there's a scene where he's like, he's talking to, to Neo and he's like, you know, are you okay with going back to how things were? And, and, it, and they kind of go into this deep discussion, but he's like, it's the question that drives you. And I, and I think that it's, that it's that way for us as men, right? And for all of us, really. There's this deeper place in us that's driving us towards something. Most of us just spend our lives exhausting ourselves, quieting it, right? Yeah. With work, with busyness, with school, with relationships, with you name it. When's the last time you guys out there, or ourselves even, just sat and, 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 and was still, right? And just knew he was God. This morning, I'm way over here, Cody. I was driving through the mountains. You know, I live up in the mountains again. Woo, you know, yeah. Awesome. But I was driving through those mountains to come down here. And it was beautiful. The sun was just, you know, just lighting them up, man. I, I just paused for a second. Just pulled over and paused. And I just sat and thought about God's, God's majesty, his awe. Which again, everything in creation that God has ever made was given to us to know him more. The mountains themselves rose up from the ground after the fall of man. So that... When we, when we were in awe of the mountains, that's why I love them so much, our response to that awe would be, right, there's something more. There's something more. And that question of, well, what is it? It's supposed to be leading us to him. All of creation is supposed to make us wonder. Mm -hmm. That's the purpose of it. Why is there beauty? Why is there, you know, why are the mountains? Why the, the rivers? Why these things that speak to us deeply? Yet in today's world, we live such boom, 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 boom lies. Yeah. When do we pause to listen to the to the the the, the sound, right? The song in, within our within our soul that's driving us. And so for me, you know, I had that I had those moments back then, you know, two thousand four. And I'm looking out the window, like I was saying in Alabama, and, and I'm like, God, I got, I have a million things I want to ask, and literally, I don't know how I don't know how to ask. I don't know where to start. I, I've been in church, and, and it hasn't happened. I don't get it. I don't get it, Lord. And um, I'm looking out the window, and God, in His sovereignty, had already had a you know a, a, you know had a had a, a foreordained um, meeting for me that I wasn't aware of, and, and I just so happened to be riding in the vehicle. My sister and her husband were were driving, but my my sister's husband's uh, sister was with us, and she was dating a guy, a cousin of mine actually, who had given her a copy of a book. And um, I'm looking out the window and, you know, just staring off in a, in a, you know, into the, into outer space. And, and, and she just literally, Cody, takes this book and drops it in my lap. 
I look down, what do I see? Wild at heart. <laughs> what? Sound like some kind of romance novel. You know? yeah. I'm like, what is this? But there's a picture of a guy in the front jumping across this ravine with a backpack on, you know, and, you know, it's just, I'm like, okay, that speaks to me instantly. That speaks to me, right? And as men, adventure speaks to us. We, we live for it, right? The skydivers, the bungee cord jumpers, right? The dirt bike riders. We live for that since we're doing the bikes and burgers things now. Yeah. We're talking about that more later, but, you know, we're, we're, you know, guys just come alive in adventure, especially adventure outdoors, right? We were, we were made in that, in that wild, and then we were brought into the garden. So anyway, she drops that book in my lap, bro, and for, and for two weeks at my sister's home, I read that book without stopping. I mean, I never paused, Cody. And so that was a big part of my awakening when I read that book, Cody. Um, I, and, and I don't know how much you want me to go into the, the actual birth of the ministry, but that's kind of, that, that is when the ministry began. You know, I, God really awakened me and called me. He, um, I, he During those two weeks, he, he really just showed me his truth. He showed me his, his, his reality. And he showed me his, his, his heart. He showed me that, I, that he does love me and that all of my desires and passions were all available in Jesus. Like, in fact, that was the only place that would ever come to a full fulfillment. And that's the lie of the enemy, right? You can have more apart from him. You can, you can do it on your own. You can even be like him. Sounds familiar? The, the first ever lie, right? It's the same lie that's perpetuated in all of our lives. It started not even in the garden. It started with, with the angels, right? God's holding out on you. We can have more apart from him. Let's do it ourselves, right? And that same lie has trickled down in all of us that struggle with that, with that question, and would we'll, we'll not even be willing to, 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 to pursue that question. We all struggle so much because we believe that lie. And that lie is what guides our lives. That's the path. That's the guide unto our lives. We can do this ourselves. I don't need Jesus. He's just some, you know, some, some stuck up, just, you know, unapproachable God somewhere. And so we, we, we really struggle with, with that, with that question, bro. But, I'm telling you, it's like we, when we finally have that awakening, when we see him for who he truly is, then we're willing to give to him everything, right? And that's when I realized that he is the one that, that has the courage more so than I, than I can ever, and I guess I can ever have because in him I, I have access to that. But he certainly has, he is my guide, bro. And so that was my awakening back in 2004. I said, Lord, that eternity in me is now awakened. What do I do with it? And he said, for the rest of your days, I want you to, I want you to awaken that heart inside of the, of the lives of other men. And so that's how the ministry began. I went back home to Louisiana where I was living at the time and I, and I immediately started the ministry. Didn't even have a name for it. Didn't have any kind of, didn't have an identity to it at all. And, you know, but I had, but I had a, I had a heart and I had a passion, Cody, and that was plenty enough for me. I'm telling you, we, we quickly developed into a, a passionate spirit just filled and led ministry. And, and, and that was the beginnings, bro. A few weeks after that, God gave it a name, Firestarters. You know, again, the bottom line is you have to be willing to lay that question that you have inside of you on the table, no matter what you was ever told or taught, or no matter what you resolve that life is. You have to, to be awakened. You have to pause all of that, take the question and lay it, lay it down and say, Lord, you teach me. 
you show me what it, who you really are, right? You 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 help me to know your your love and your truth, just me and you one on one. And that's what I did, Cody. You know, that's what I did for those years, bro. For from two thousand and four through two thousand and six, man, I just I <laughs> I was I was flying. I, you know, I I would go and I went to California for a few weeks. I went to New Mexico in the mountains. You know, in California too, Northern California in the mountains. You know, and, and I spent a lot of time with God and His creation, man. Literally on the mountain. I mean, you know, I, I I just remember so vividly. I slept under the stars in the redwood forest, man. You know, just I, I can't even imagine, Cody. I, I can't. I lost count of how many stars were shooting across the sky. I mean, literally just hundreds in one night, and and, and just incredible stuff, man. It's just and and so I, I learned. For the first time in my life, I learned to know God beyond the walls. And so the more you become recluse and 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 technologically just imprisoned, the more you and the more you allow your children to experience that too, the the less you're affording them the opportunity to know God through mm-hmm. the things he's made. In our world, we miss that. And it's it's so it's so needed. Kids need it, bro. My kids need it desperately. We talked about my kids yesterday, Cody. You know, how are my kids awakened in Christ even at a young age? They're all young, eight and under. You brought up this scripture about teaching your children mm-hmm. and training them up in the way they should go. I've seen your kids just flourish. For those of you who don't know, like Jared's kids are like super adventurous. Mm-hmm. They're like little Avengers. They're like little superheroes. And, you know, they, they're like, they want to just, you know, they always want to be part of what you're doing, whether you're working, going out and doing adventures, whatever. They're really confident and fearless. And that's something that, you know, they, they don't just sit on the couch and play on their, you know, Game Boy or whatever. No, no. And it's sad because I see so many people, even some of my own family who I see who, who, who allow their children to do that. And and to me, you know, I... I I'm going I, I'm going 1990s on you. Game, oh, let's Game go. Boy. Absolutely. Yeah, I still love the Game Boys. Look, those things are fun and all. Don't get me wrong, man. I mean, I let, we let our kids play some games sometimes, but not all the time. And it just seems like, you know, there's this thing where a, a lot of kids are, are, are just being imprisoned by technology. Young kids. And I, I guess I just struggle to understand how, what, why is that happening? You know, it's, a, it's certainly become a parenting device, right? It's a way to keep the kids quiet, you know, and all that. And look, that's fine sometimes. I get it. But it's so important. It's so important, Cody, too. And you just said it, bro. Invite children into the adventure. Invite them in. Mm-hmm. You know, don't don't dismiss them. They want to come to work with you. If you're especially if you're self-employed and that's possible, bring them to work with you. My my children, all of them, from my 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 six-year-old son to my eight-year-old daughter, they come alive when they come to work with that. Yeah. And they can't do anything now. I, I, I do a lot of construction stuff, you know, mm-hmm. often. They can't do a whole lot, but they can hand me this tool, mm-hmm. hand me that tool, bring some boards. Will is just this fearless, you know, superhero. <laughs> well, there's one time when I was at your house and I was playing with your kids, and Will would grab onto my hands and he would climb up, he would step up like mm-hmm. stairs and up, you know, my shoulder and get all the way up to the top. And he would stand up all the way on top of my shoulders. Mm-hmm. And after that, I asked him, how did you do that? And he's like, I don't know. He's like, it took all the strength I had. <laughs> and I love those moments because you just get so much more confidence mm-hmm. and uh, things like that. And then with Ellie, 
Mm-hmm. I noticed from a, year, a couple years ago until now, she just acts like she's not afraid of anything. Um, we went out to this um, lake, remember, uh, about three weeks ago? Mm-hmm. In our bare feet, we stepped out onto the rocks, and the rocks were like kind of, you know, hard. And then we found out that we could step, you know, all of us, our whole family, your whole family, myself, mm-hmm. we were we were stepping on the moss. Mm-hmm. And once we stepped on the moss, we could walk out farther mm-hmm. out into the river. And all your kids, like even Jace, mm-hmm. you know, came out. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so all those moments are what like help builds up their character and their, yeah. you know, sense of adventure and just enjoying life. It's, it's, they, they come alive, right? When, when they're challenged, they, they come alive when they have simple permission to, to, you know, to be challenged. They, to, to embrace it. And I, and I thought, Hey, yeah, I'm a guy, you know, and I'm not a nurturer, you know, but my wife is also very adventurous, you know, and I understand, you know, that, (laughs) but I guess my point is, is that, we, we have to be willing to give our children permission, you know, to come into the story. We have to be willing to to allow them the opportunity to come alive. You know, the Bible says, like you said, train up a child in the way he should go. Mm-hmm. And when he gets older, he won't depart from it. Yeah. What type of mindset are you developing in your child? A dependent, right? Just kind of safe and secure and, and, and reserved and play it safe. Kind of, kind of, you know, approach, or are you giving your children the permission to 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 to, to go after it? Right. Mm-hmm. I think one of the greatest things that that we are responsible for um, as parents is we want our, until until the kids are old enough to to get it right. We we are the representation of Christ mm-hmm. and and the Father to our children. We, we are. We're the rep- yeah. We're showing them what he looks like. Cuz I know like my dad when I was growing up, his ability to lead discipline, just his him being there, like when daddy shows up, like yeah. you better, you know, better not be back talking, mom, you better not be being disrespectful. Mm-hmm. You better not, you know, I was generally a pretty pretty good kid growing up. But, you know, Anything like that, because when dad shows up, like, it's game on, yeah. you know. But then there are times where, uh, like this one time, because my dad was a, the discipline. My dad's the most amazing person in mm-hmm. the whole freaking world. Um, there's one time where I, you know, like, did something wrong, whatever. And I felt so bad. I just felt horrible. I was like, oh, no, dad's going to spank me. And then he didn't spank me. I was like, "Wow, Dad, you're amazing." <laughs> but uh, but you know, you know, like we, like you said, we are the dads. Oh, um, I'm not a dad yet, but maybe one day. Oh yeah. <laughs> my well, dad's growing up is like you. I at least I did saw my dad as like the example of what Jesus would be like, mm-hmm. and so we're you're the one that has that mantle, that responsibility to stand in the gap. And it's amazing seeing that you are winning that battle. Jared Dufresne, come on. <laughs> wow. Well, thank you, Cody. I appreciate you saying that, man. Um, you know, I'm certainly learning. You know, I think we, we're always learning. Um, it's, you know, you mentioned yesterday, you know, you've seen even a, 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 you've seen better versions of my children now than they were a year ago. You know, we've had, we had some conversations a year ago 
about some things that we were struggling with, you know, in, in different ways. I, I told you last night, you know, different ways that different things that we've done. Mm-hmm. And um, if you want, you know, we can kind of, I kind of mentioned. Yeah, go for it. Share, share because <laughs> I, because the past, excuse me, the past year, the stuff that I shared with you a year ago that were just things to consider, just some like yellow flags that, because mm-hmm. I, I care about your kids and, you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm at your house all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, not not recently since everything's been going on, mm-hmm. but generally I'm pretty much like always around your family, and I, I appreciate mm-hmm. so much you letting me be able to spend time with your family, and mm-hmm. it's been awesome. Um, and just things that I've shared, and now a year later, we don't need to talk about any of that stuff because it's like they're doing amazing. Like your kids are doing so amazing. It, like I said, it's yeah. challenging me. Like there are things that I'm like, oh man, I could have done this better. I could have done that better. I could have been a better example or I could have listened to, you know, your youngest son more. Like it's so powerful, but yeah, I I think that you need to be. So one of the first things, every, every, um, you know, every person is unique, right? All of us are unique. We've all, we all have a certain set of skills and abilities and tendencies and desires, right, which God has given us for him. And but it's also given to us for for us to to live from and to have again have permission to live from those things so that we can offer the gospel always, wherever we go. Right? I mean, I got, I've got five star ratings on Angie's list for my construction business because of that very thing. I, I I'm going to go and I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I'm going to represent through my through my actions, my the rapport I have, you know, with the customer, right? Through my work ethic, through my my interactions with them, I'm kind, right? I'm considerate. I'm, I'm you know, I'm not going to be pushed over at the same time, and I'll stand my ground when I need to, but I'm going to interact as Christ, mm-hmm. you know, would, and that, and that's why I have all the five star ratings I do, you know, because of that purpose. The only the only nine five star ratings I have is for people I've never actually did work for. <laughs> they tried to get in touch with me and they, and they couldn't. So they gave me one star reviews. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm so busy. I, so if you're, if you're trying to get construction work, just know that I haven't called you back. It's because I, I, I'm so busy. Got more calls than what you can even handle. Exactly. So I'm not, I'm not trying to ignore anybody. But so anyway, um, your children, right? Unique. They're all unique. Mm-hmm. You might have the one who, who, who's kind of calm and reserved, Right. You may have another one. Maybe he's intellectual. Maybe he's very inquisitive or creative. And then you might have a Tasmanian devil, like I've got. You know, one of them, you know, William, one of my sons. He's very just woo woo. woo. He's, he's he's go go go. You know, he's 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 nonstop. He's like a whirlwind. You know, I think of the Tasmanian devil. You know, from the Bug Bunny cartoon where he just spins around. You know, and 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 I wrote, you know. Yeah. Well, now like. Uh, it's interesting you say it because a couple weeks ago I was helping you move yeah. and he was like okay Mr. Cody like we're going to take this box we're going to do this we're going to yeah. move this stuff into this trailer I was like yes sir like let's do this let's go and yeah. it was just so amazing because I'm like he's what five five he's six now just six years old six. and he's like leading the whole operation and yeah. like he's like the he's like the uh, COO chief operating officer you know that's so key because what I've realized about William and about people like William, especially kids like William, like William, is they're they're very rambunctious, as we would say, but they're also leaders. They're mm-hmm. also 
they're naturally born leaders, as the say, as the as the phrase goes. Yeah. And and, and what you'll see often in that and people like that with those tendencies is that they often get mislabeled as as us rebellion, right? They they're not listening to me. They're not doing so. So we want to give them medication and label them ADHD and, and, and label a bunch of stuff. I just gotta, I gotta, I, there it is again. Mm-hmm. I've got to kill those desires inside of him. I've got to kill those desires to be, you know, to do things on his own. I got to kill those desires on him. All that rebellion stuff. I gotta, I gotta squash that. And we'll try to squash it with discipline and we'll squash it. And yes, look, we need some of those things. I get it. I'm not, I'm not knocking all of that stuff. But what I'm saying is it's so important in your role as a father is to know your son. Because if you can learn to help give, give that child an outlet for all those things inside of him, don't, don't kill. And that's what we do, Cody. That's the, that's the simplest thing I do with my children. I don't kill their, their desire. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep them safe or protect them. But my, my role is to give them an outlet for their desires. Why is William, you know, improved like he has? Because instead of just trying to discipline his desire, right, I've, I've encouraged it in the right places, in the right directions, right? And, and I'll tell him, if he starts, you know, and it's another thing we do, if he starts speaking negatively about one of his siblings or any of, if any of them do, then I will gather the whole family together and we'll sit around, we'll, we'll light a fire and sit around a campfire mm-hmm. right there in the moment. I don't care, morning, noon or night, right? <laughs> we'll light a fire. And I'll say, hey, it's time for us to come together as one. And we'll come together and I'll say, hey, who wants to say something, something good? about someone else right here, right now. And at first they're all like, they don't want to, <laughs> they're all, and, and so I'll sometimes, or my wife will, will, will say something. Um, but then they'll start getting courage, right? And then one of them will say something about the other one. Then another one will say something else. And, and, and we'll go through that. Eventually we'll get to a place where we'll be like, hey, why don't, why, don't we, why don't we pray for each other? You know, right here, right now, why don't we pray for each other? And we'll go after it. And then when that time's over with Cody, we might go, we might go find some adventure. We might go down the river or, 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 or my kids love to bike. They love the mountain bike. In fact, when I get home this afternoon, I'm going to go take my kids biking on the trail because they love to mountain bike, you know, and they're little, they're tiny. And I got, and I got little bikes and all that, but they love to bike. It's, they're passionate about it. You know, they, we, we have, we have to be much more in the habit of telling our children yes than telling them no. The kid will ask something, you know, like, Hey, I want to, I want to go, I want to do blank. And, and your answer is maybe because you're just tired or maybe you just don't want to do it yourself, right? Or, or maybe you just don't think it's safe. Your natural reaction is just no. And that's what I'm referring to. You know, yeah, yeah. Our, our children are, when they present their desires to us, mm-hmm. our natural response is to tell them no. And we don't even, like, and we kind of just stop Yeah, there. We, we don't really we, think we, that much about it. We don't uh, consider what effect, like if we do that all the time, right. what that's going to communicate to we, them. And if anything, we, we just don't give them an outlet. We just tell them, hey, go play this game instead. And we'll hand them up. Because that's easy. Mm-hmm. It's easy for me to hand my child my cell phone. My, my child, one of my children has asked me for my phone every day for the last two weeks. And, 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 and that's when I say no. I've said no every day for two weeks. But I don't stop there. My next thought is, if I'm going to tell him no, and it should be, if you guys are listening out there with children, or we'll, we'll have children, your next response after that should be, then what do I say yes to? Right then. Mm-hmm. If my answer is no to that, that means... That, that means that he's looking for something right now. He's looking for adventure, right, on the phone. He's looking for battle yeah. on the phone. He's looking to rescue something, someone yeah. on the phone. So my next response is, what can we do? 
And that usually always, and people will say that you say a lot of times we use that, well, I don't have money to go to blank, blank, blank. There is a million things that you can do that will cost you absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. To go take a walk in God's creation up a mountain or wherever you live, there's something wherever you are. There's, you know, people build trails, <laughs> swamp trails down there to buy you. <laughs> you can find a place to go and, and bring your children beyond those walls, right? And introduce them to that that adventure. That 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 and, and it's so important in today's world, man. It look, hey, I'm gonna tell you guys out there. We are in, we're talking about a pandemic right now and all that stuff. We have a, a pandemic or an epidemic of children losing, right? They're losing their adventure. They're losing their desires. They're losing, because we don't, the way we parent is with, is with, with pills and, and, and devices. That's just how, that's like the natural thing in today's world. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't have time for all that stuff. And that's kind of, and, and sadly, a lot of us don't. I'm not knocking parents. You know, I get it. Like, that's the culture. And that's what we, that's just, that's what everybody kind of does to some degree. But what I'm telling you is parenting is difficult. Parenting requires sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Parenting requires us paying attention, being intentional and deliberate with our children. What kind of man do I want this child to become? What kind of woman do I want one day? Do I want my young lady, right? My daughter to grow into? What kind of person do I want? them to be when it comes to the things of God one day. Do I want them to be ready for for whatever comes their way? Or do I want to enable them to be dependent upon me or the government or someone else? And we fall into this thing of, of dependency. And most of our children today are so dependent, right? They're so, they're so, you know, cuddled and all that. And they have no true fatherhood in their life. And they have no true nurturing, you know, they, they're just, hey, I'll take care of your needs, right? I'll take care of your needs, but your desires, that's up for you to figure out. Dude, is that what God wants to do with us? Yes, he's going to give us our needs, but that's not the point of it all. The point of it all is the Bible says, right, that life flows, the wellsprings of life flows from within our hearts, from without of our hearts. Even Jesus said it. Life flows from the spirit within us out through our hearts. That's what Jesus Guard your heart above all else. Yeah, and, and yeah, Paul said that. Guard your heart above all else. You know, out of you know, um, or, or, or you know, actually, I think it was in the Proverbs, but Solomon I think said that. So you you know, there's this this deeper life available, and and, and we just live so like matrix induced, just plug in lives. And I don't and I don't get it. I don't get how we haven't figured it out yet. What's the problem? Why is my child battling with ADHD? anxiety, uh, you know, uh, this depressive whatever. Why? Because listen, let me tell you something. If all your child does is constantly be stimulated by a device or some other thing, he, yeah, this, the world can't give him much. The world doesn't have much for him to offer. And thank you, man. It's so important for us guys. I'm not out there to bash parents. I'm out there to challenge parents. I'm out there to encourage them to tell them there is a better way. You, you can find outlets for your children, man. And we've got to be intentional with our children. You know, our lives are very, you know, get the nine to five, get the wife, get the 2.5 children and a nice house and a nice area with a nice boat, a nice pool and a nice whatever. And hey, those things are awesome. You know, you know what I'm saying? Hey, that's, that's good. But we build these lives all the time around the norm. And, and then we have to go get jobs that can pay for these things. And if we ever 
lose a job or, or, or feel called to walk away from a job, we won't do that. We won't walk away from the job because we have to continue to pay for these things. Because to pay for these things, to have this kind of life requires me to continue to work somewhere where I absolutely hate, where my purpose in life is nothing more than to put food on the table. The only adventure a man has is to come home, drink a beer, and watch somebody else live in their adventure on TV. And that's where we that's where we resolve to. Men leave their desires on the couch. I'm gonna tell you something. I don't remember a single time. I don't look back and remember a single time. I, I don't. I don't. I don't have a memory of a of a of a of an awesome moment when I sat on my couch and did nothing. Right? I can think of a million of those. You know. And that's sometimes it's great watching some sports, watching a movie. That's that's fine and all. But my greatest memories come when I get out there and live it and bring my family into it. Those times I remember. What me and you got did with my family a few weeks ago in Augusta, going to the river, like you just said, in that water, challenging ourselves to get out there in the current and all that, right? That stuff I remember, Cody. Mm-hmm. It stays with me. I remember those moments. Yeah. It changes me. It it it, it molds me. But it requires intentional effort, just like you were talking it's about. A, like it's not gonna be something that just happens. You have to intentionally like make time for it. Yeah. You gotta push yourself. You gotta, you know. Hey, that's times. I'm, and look, I, I cave in sometimes. I'm feeling lazy. I'm, I'm tired. I, I just, I just don't want to go through the effort of packing up the car and taking the bikes and the, and the stuff down to the lake and, and having a great time. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I don't want to do those things. I don't want to pause and pray. Yeah. I just want to kind of just go through it. I, I kind of didn't really want to uh, get out in the water when we were doing the river thing with the moss and everything, but. Then I saw that, uh, you know, your youngest son was sort of like, wasn't real crazy about going in the water. He's kind of like me. Like, we both didn't want to go in the water. And I was like, okay, what am I communicating to this, you know, child by not getting in the water? Well, I'm communicating that it's okay to sit on the sidelines. It's okay to uh, just sort of let that sort of, it wasn't really fear, which is like, eh, I'm apprehensive, got kind of cold feet, don't I want to? Is that what I want to, you know, show? Is that the example I want to show? I was like, okay, I'm definitely not doing that. So I get those socks off, get in the water. And uh, it was like super fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, I remember you said after, you're like, man, that was, that was more fun than I thought it would be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And, uh, and then, you know, your kids were, they were like, Mr. Cody, they're like getting on the rocks and they're sliding down. There's like a little slide. We're in the water. Yeah. It's probably maybe three feet, uh, deep. So it's up to our knees or whatever. Yeah. We're walking on the rocks, walking on the moss. And then there's like little patches of like sand. Mm-hmm. And then you get to another place and it's like the, the, there's like ripples and like little tiny mini, um, ripples. Mm-hmm. And then they get in one of those currents and then they slide down like a slide. And that was one of the fun parts of it. I really just think, Cody, it all it all stems, just to be honest, all the stuff we've, we've mentioned today, I really think the way you live life depends upon the way you view God, the way you view Him, right? He's our friend. Our relationship with God is so personable. Um, it's it's so it's so tangible and it's, you know, it's it's so, it's everything, obviously. The way we live our lives depends upon the way we view who He is. Mm-hmm. Is He, is He, some knowledge, judge, engineer-like character, just deciding who goes where, you know, on a whim? Or, or he, is he a, a sovereign, yes, but heart-driven God who 
who makes every decision. And that's what scripture teaches us if you read it as a whole. He makes every decision based on, right? The, the life flows, guard your hearts, right? Because out of it flows the wellsprings of life. Well, guess what? We're made in his image. As we grow, as we grow, we have to begin to understand more our, our, our peace and our and our knowledge of of his of his sovereignty. Really, just it's it has to be tapered. Um, it has to be balanced with understanding, you know, that he is heart driven, and and when those things when those two things comes comes together, it's a uh, you know you begin to understand him for who he truly is. And I don't care where you are or what your church is or how it looks or anything like that. What I care about is is that you are saturating. You're creating an opportunity for God's presence to rule and reign and heal in your church. That's what I care about. That you are that you are prioritizing intimacy over right a, 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 an experience. You you are you are inviting encounters and 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 creating a culture of of intimacy with God. You're you're training people on how to be intimate with God, to, to, to truly, you know, get into the deeper things. That's what I care about. And that's what matters to me more than anything. And I would ask yourself, ourselves and others, where are you in that experience? Are you, are you, are you cultivating a culture of that in your own family, in your own life, in your own heart, in your own church? And your is that what you're cultivating? That's what Fire Soldiers is all about. That's what our ministry is about. It's about awakening the hearts of men, 100%. That's the focus of the ministry. You know, awaken the hearts of men, awaken, arise, and achieve. We talk about it all the time. You know, it's about it's about us living free. And we talked about you know one of the ministries we're doing now called Tent Makers through Fire Starters. The ministry, the mission of, of Tent Makers is simply helping men live free so they can freely live for Christ. It's that easy. It's that simple. And we will do whatever we can to help you be free. And if you're not free to where you know to serve Him the way that you feel led to do so, then then we we're, we're your people. We're here to help you with that. And we will help. When I say help, I don't mean just get you to a church service. I mean, we will actually help you. We have businesses in place right now to help you begin your own businesses, to begin your own sole proprietorship or whatever kind of business it is you want. We'll, we'll actually do it for you. We have a whole team now, you know, that will actually do those things for you. We Professionals, professional web guys, professional email domain guys, professional, you know, online guys. We have teams that will actually help you with all those things. And we want to be able to continue to help you live freely. So you, to live free so you can freely live for Christ, man. And don't, don't, be, don't be nervous, bro. People are so nervous today. If I leave my full-time job, I'm going I'm to lose it all. And we're so dependent upon it. We're so, and we're so like, if I leave it, it's, then I'm not going to better do blank. And look, I'm not telling you to quit your job tomorrow. And we've talked about this, Cody. I would never tell somebody just quit your job unless, unless that's what you feel like God's telling you. But I'm going to encourage you to do is to begin to, to take steps, even small ones, to move towards a place where you are, you're free, right? And we just want to be there to help you take those small steps, wherever they are. So I did quit my job, by the way. So <laughs> More than once, actually. Um, Ooh, but I, but yeah. I, only, I only did it when I felt the Spirit tell me. Yeah. And I did it according to the, his plan. Look, we need some sponsors, no doubt. You got to... You gotta, <laughs> You got an off-road truck, <laughs> Kirk. What you had out there, off-road truck business. You've got a a, a, a a tree chopping business, aka Caleb Dufrin, out there. We need sponsors, you know, to, to to help us continue to reach these this world of men, you know. So we would love for to partner with you guys in any way, man. Absolutely. All right.
Well, let's pray, man. Let's pray again. I know we prayed before we started, but I like to pray for everyone out there, Cody. That's cool with you. Yeah. All right. Whew. Father, we partner with you, God. Um, we partner with uh, this 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 podcast. We partner with all the people listening to it. Uh, we partner with uh, with with Jesus. We partner with truth. We partner with revelation. We partner with um, with the kingdom. Uh, we partner with purpose. We partner with vision. We partner with uh, protection. Um, we partner with adventure. We partner with with. Um, with freedom, God, we partner with it, and we partner with 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 people, Lord. We want to invite these men and women, Lord, to come. And my wife is working on more parts of the ministry, Lord, in regards to the, the ladies, Lord. We're working on more parts uh, in regards to to couples and families. And so, God, we just partner with you, Lord, to bring freedom to people, Lord, to be able to trust you fully. Yes, we live life, God. We have we have you know we need jobs. We need. We need family and we need a house and we need vehicles and we need things, God, absolutely. Lord, but 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 God, we need you. We need to we need to, to wrap, Father God, just our, our arms and our minds and our hearts and our purposes and our lives around just um, around truth and around freedom and around purpose and around God, just um, your your plan, God, your plan, Lord. For we know that in 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 Sacrifice, Lord, comes life. And Lord, just the, the submission to you comes freedom. It comes all of that. All those things come, God. And we thank you that it's just real for us. We just live it like it is real because it is real, God. And we know that um, you you move on our behalf constantly. There's a million testimonies. I will, I will continue to give testimonies of what you've done for me because there's so many you've given me. I call them the daily miracles, God. Lord, I call them all, you know, just those things that, that you, you bring into our lives. I thank you for them. Lord, we love you and we praise you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Let's go. Come yeah, on. baby. Retreat's coming your way. Check us out on the website, wearefirestarters.com. we got plenty of events coming up the rest of this year. We'll continue to do these. And, and guys, so importantly, give us things you want us to talk about. Right, Cody? Yeah. Give us things. And we'll podcast comment below yeah. uh, with what you want us to talk about what topics you want us to discuss questions you have faith questions life questions subscribe if you love this and you want more and we love you so much and we'll see you soon